Hey yo, this is Sean Paul and you are checking out Top Farm Podcast with J.R. Watkins. You know the thing go? So stick around. Keep it locked. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Top Form Podcast. My name is J.R. Watkins, a.k.a. Donovan Watkins. And this week we have quite a long show for you. We're going to be talking to one of the biggest names in reggae and dancehall music, Sean Paul. He sat with me at midnight at his studios and we talked about everything from his rap beefs where Jay-Z took a shot at him, other dancehall acts took a shot at him and his moves in dancehall over the years has always been above the fray, been above all beef and he's bonafidely at the top of the dancehall game, top of the reggae game. If for nothing else, in terms of numbers, there's nobody doing more numbers than Sean Paul. He has billions of views on YouTube. Rockabye alone having over 2 billion views. No lies. All his other hits. And he has songs with virtually everybody in the world who ever made a hit song. Beyonce. Um, all the Spanish cats. Um, Cheap Trills with Sia took off and went through the roof. And those are recent songs. And we talked to him about everything from the beginning of his career up until now. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to go into world music views this week. And we're going to run down the chart highlights in Jamaica, Canada, USA, and the world on YouTube and Spotify. So this is world music views going into it right now. And then when we get back, we're going straight into the Top Form Podcast interview. Stick and stay with me. This is the Top Form Podcast. Hi, I'm JR. In World Music Views this week, we start with YouTube. In Jamaica, Booed Up by LMA is the number five song with 188,000 views. Silence by Popcorn is at number four with 120,000 views. Hush by Ragging King is at number three with 128,000. Ragging King also taking the number two spot with 140,000 views for Smash Hit Tough. And the brand new number one song in Jamaica is Stay Strong by Massacre with 161,000 views. by Carol G and Anuela is the top song in the world with 53.5 million views. Kill Shot by Eminem is the number one song over in Canada and the USA with a total of 16 million views. I Love It by Ye and Lil Pump is the number one song in the UK with 2.7 million views. Azuna is the number one act in the world once again with 188 million views this week. Over to Spotify Top 50. Globally, I Love It by Lil Pump and Ye is the number one song with 33.9 million streams. In the United States, Falling Down by Little Peep got 12.8 million streams to secure the number one slot. And in the UK, once again, it's Promises by Calvin Harris and Sam Smith in the top slot with 3.2 million streams. The featured artist this week is Third World. They received over 4.7 million views in the last year. 
Their most viewed song is Now That We Found Love with 1.7 million views. And that's it for World Music Views this week. For more World Music Views, follow me on Instagram at Gerald Watkiss and subscribe to the Top Form Podcast everywhere. Thanks for watching. Welcome to another episode of the Top Form Podcast. And of course, we have another top performer, top form artist in the building. Well, we're actually in his building at his studio, no other than Sean Paul, a.k.a. SPZ, a.k.a. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Shava, what up, man? Big up, man. Good. Trust me, Good. we're so happy to have you. Give and we're gonna dive in. into it. First thing first, yeah, man. Sean Paul, I just heard some music a while ago with one of the wickedest beats me ever here in my life. Mad. <laughs> like, how you go about picking musical beats to, to create your song? Because I couldn't even imagine somebody else on that beat. Zine. Well, I don't know what you heard. So. When I came in here, you were, they were playing one of my beats, so I don't know. So you're not a producer? I've been producing since about 2001. Um, put one track on that album, that first album. Um, I put a next little track on, but I think the third album. Learning the process and thing, and I wasn't ready to do juggling. Um, I think in about 2009 and 2010, I put out a juggling called Blaze Fire. Uh, which had far too many people on it, uh, but but I'm a fan of. He's a fan of of um, of juggling. You know, I grew up in dancehall world, and when I hear one artist on a certain rhythm track, and his meditation and his flow and his vibe, and then I hear a next artist on that that same rhythm track, it's not a boring thing to me. It's um, if I love that rhythm, it's even better. You know what I mean? Um, Reason being, you, you just get a whole wider spectrum of of, of the artwork of, of life, um, and so I kind of miss that. And I, I went overboard and put out too much um, song, about twenty songs left on the rhythm. I put, I did a next rhythm about two thousand when twelve called um, what name again? Um, name material. So. Uh, material featured people like Fambo and Ching and, uh, and uh, um, Buna and myself and where Cecile was on it and Rainsetville and you know man like Nicky B and Voicemail and so that was a great project and I did a 10 minute long video um, with everybody yeah just a, just, a, just a long video and it cut up into 3 minutes each so each song you know Hala Point upon the rhythm too but um, the promotion part, you know, when when, when you need to promote in dance, I'm not I'm not usually here. I'm I'm abroad a lot. When I am here, I'm I'm working in the studio, um, mainly. But um, channel, channel, I got dropped my slip on the ground. Yeah. I bend over there. So so tell me about tell me about so that part of your, your business. Yeah, just just I mean I wanted to I, I'm a fan of that as I said and, and I always wanted to be uh um a producer at age fifteen. I convinced my mom to buy me a little Yamaha keyboard she went to run by Marcus. This, this was the same one? No, something no. looking like that. I um, thought you had a Bob Marley thing going on where you know the Bob Marley have him 
Piano's still down a tough gun. So yeah. Oh, see? No, man, different something. Um, but it was similar to that. It was very small. And um, I was building back over rhythms and them thing there. What looking at Steely and Cleavy on TV and uh, wanting to be like them. And then I started to rhyme a few years after that. And I kind of fell in love with that more all of a sudden. So about 17 years old. So uh, during that time, from I was, I was representing Jamaica for Waterpolo at the time. And I was also going to UTEC, where it was the name Kiat at the time. And um, I would go to school in the day, I would go to train in the evening, and I would go to the studios at night. So there was barely sleep from them time there. And then about, it took quite a few years for me to break out with the first single. I was about 24 when that happened. So um, who, with all these teenage years, who were your influences? Why you wanted to enter music as a youth? Other than your mother buying you the piano. Yeah. Oh, what was the natural inclination for music? I um, loved it, loved music. My aunt had a sound system, many people might remember Uptown named Sparkle Sound System. Yes, man. So she used to... And that was your aunt? Yeah, my aunt and, 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 and business partner. So I used to get into these dances that they were playing every Easter and summer and Christmas by just carrying the boxes for them. So I used to be a wax boy, unbeknownst to Crits. people. Yeah, yeah. Create them time down box, you know. It's a lift up box and back a chuck and of course I would be there earlier than anybody came and then you have to delete it when it locked. So I would be there at nine o'clock in the morning packing up boxes. So um my, 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 the house that I grew up in had a big front yard so you used to have Easter parties there and pay party, you know, you know that thing go. Yeah. And so it so it kinda it kinda you know, the the big loud music, the feeling in the chest. That, that kind of resonated with me from an early age. Um, I loved dancehall music and hip-hop music. It was the music that spoke to me, spoke in the way my friends speak to me and that, you know. I mean, my mother introduced me to like Beatles and Neil Diamond and of course Bob Marley and thing, but, and all of those songs are amazing. And right now I'm, 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 I'm very happy that I had that musical background, but Shabarangs and Supercat was my, thing them where I was like, yo, it was something gravitating me towards music when listening to to DJ, you know, people DJing, which is, um, for all who don't know, dancehall music. And then... Um, equivalent of rapping. Yeah, equivalent of rapping. Um, reggae's Little Brother. Bigger know. Brother. No, oh, oh, rapping Bigger Brother. That, but that, reggae's Little Brother. Yeah, reggae Little Brother and rapping Bigger Brother, for real. And then we have to spawn music such as reggaeton and how Afrobeat sound now is influenced by what dancehall is doing, even soca people. So, mm -hmm. But that's a whole different argument. It's the argument I want to go into. You say yeah. you were influenced by Steely and Cleavy. Yeah, and who, Sly and Rabbit. Who they say are the originators mm -hmm. of the reggaeton sound with the Dembo yeah, and Shabarang's yeah. album. To me, to me, them and Sly and Rabbit have a great deal of um, songs that or rhythms that I, I rate from as a youngster coming up. Just the vibe and the groove of them, you know. <clears throat> um, it really reminded me of the something just raw, the energy was raw. And um, so I, I think I learned a lot just by being somebody who grew up in Jamaica and listening to the radio, going out to dance, you know, um, you know sharing songs with friends that, 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 you, that you may like. I learned a lot from them because they had hit music here. Um, 
people like Dave Kelly also. Um, I remember early years like um, Bobby Digital and um, you know production. You, you remember the same asking like who for him that yo that bad. Um, Why so did yeah. you choose? Are, are are you thinking about going into reggaeton? Seeing that your original influences are the innovators of this before the song went to Puerto Rico and, and take off. Reggaeton being one of the leading genres now in, in music. Mm. Do you feel like you're going to go into that? I've done quite a few works with people um, in the reggaeton community and a lot of them hear me as someone who they look up to as, you know. Um, okay, them use holy for words you know, to represent what they feel about me. Well, greatness, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I hear I'm big in Cuba too and I've always been big in Costa Rica and, and, and places like um, Panama, but um, I've done so much work that you're about to start hearing a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And and reason being is not because it is just, um, you know, the flavor of the month. I think that to me, I'm proud of my music that I do. Um, and, and there's times where you have to blend it. But over the years, I've done a couple of works and them are kind of ready to come out now. Um, yeah, so it, it, I think dancehall music is very unique in the world because uh, when a dancehall act is not even appearing on a dancehall rhythm, you can you, you, you catch a great vibe from it also. I can give you examples of, you know, um, Shabarang's house call. With, with, with Johnny Gill, it was not exactly dancehall, but it was R&B mixed, you know, um, Super Cat and, and um, Sugar Ray, I Just Wanna Fly, that's a, that's a rock song, but the artists Shabba and, and Super Cat and, 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 you know, any DJ, once you're given a rhythm with a certain, you know, flow to it, you, 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 you can step up your, your game to it and you actually add to the record more than um, you know, even instruments do. So I find that any genre that comes its way, um, dance are just by the nature of the business. I mean, you, when when them man they was going into dance, you had to DJ the whole night. Super Camerata, Buru Bantan and them man there, um, Demos. You, you would have to stand up on the sound and give lyric for lyric and entertain the people for a good portion of the night where the, the, the actual disc jockey was not playing songs now. It's you. So the nature of that business is... the DJ. Yeah, so the nature of that of, of this music is whatever rhythm them fling at you, you better can spit something upon it. Reggaeton or anything. Yeah, yeah. So <coughs> so for me, that's the outlook. That's the, that's the outlook I take on it. So um, and that's why I'm able to do so much collabs with different mm, genres. Mm. One of the ingredients of dancehall is, is clashing and even hip hop mm-hmm. battle yeah. clashing you never got into a battle never you never no. No. I never hear a man say well I think one time I hear Vega say men are a sandwich no more sandwich Sean Paul what happened then and I never hear respond to him but but dance all have a thing where to test you right mm. especially when you're at the top and yeah. you're at the top yeah. and I never heard somebody say you make a lick off Sean Paul and go for the crown. Is it that you are untouchable, or would you respond if a man sling a lyrics at you? Or even though they're even going even more sinister, where they're coming at the things that you know will hurt you. 
yeah, I think that um that my approach to it was very like by the time I came into the dance hall business, I didn't want to be typical, and typical at the time was, you know, trying to clash somebody to, or ride off of somebody else who was huger than you, to um to 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 break off and get your own success, and the names were even the names. I mean names like Chabaranks, the name bigger than life, super cat. You know what I mean? And I wanted to be, I wanted to just simply just be somebody that stood out. What kind of name that Sean Paul? When I'm singing, when I'm singing about, I'm not singing the typical thing. Um, and so that that's kind of like my, I think it's an embedded thing in, in my own personality. You know what I mean? So um, I wanted to stand out and, and, and that's that's the that's the kind of the end result. And when people have like, you know, one at one point in time, me, myself and Mr. Vegas over a big misunderstanding was at Lagaids, but I mean that was behind the scenes without anybody else knowing out there. Uh, we we quit it. And I'm not the public. But didn't do a tune though, I mean that tune. I almost remember him. I don't remember him <coughs> doing an actual tune, but him was going on interviews and talking about a thing at the time. Which was uh, early, early. What had happened was that uh we were both on the same song, Chilalala, which people call Hot Girl today. And I was signed to VP Records and he was signed to Greensleeve. Um, and my album was about to drop, and so th that's that was a breakout single for me, um, as well as Deport Them. Those were the two big songs on my first album, um, and so I did a video where I spliced the two songs together. I did Deport Them. Uh, no, I did two different videos, but I, he was upset that I didn't call him for the video. He couldn't make it for the time he was in Europe. Blah blah blah. I didn't wait. A lot of schedule and. When it said, you know, the, the flyers would say, Sean Paul, hot girl today, and it, a little feature in Jager. So I'm kind of was upset about it, but I mean, um, you know, after a while, we did kind of work out that time, and that was not a big war. Mm. I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I never remember anybody flinging lyrics at me. You know what I mean? Being a man, being a man that's uh, I, 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 when give me the light drop, he, he would say in interviews that. Persons told him that <coughs> dancehall wouldn't work yeah. in the international scene, and what you got, he should have been the person because he was next. I don't, I don't really take <coughs> that. I don't really take those things as a as a lyrical threat. I mean, I can tell you, say one time I ever, ever, ever feel like somebody threw a subliminal at me, and it was Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell about that. Well, you remember a song where I say. Um, Jay Z will pop in a la 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 and him and him in it him say him have a laser light, you need a light. And me uh. say him light. Him light was big at the time. But me just ignore it cause like you know um I don't think anybody has picked it up. And see you you the, I just and I listen to hip hop. Yeah yeah. That I just figured that out. It was a subliminal and if me did answer it would have been a whole different world for me at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So me just You mean big art? Or no, no, it wouldn't be. To me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. You think he would crush your career? Or you'd crush I don't him? think he would crush my career. I don't think I would, he would crush my own. I've seen people war and they become, uh, they both become, you know, bigger artists. But as I said, in my personality, I've never felt the the the, the need. I never went to Bounty Killer or Beanie Man in the early years and said, "Beg you do a song with me, G." Like a lot of young artists doing with me right now. I just sat there in the cut. I said, I got to do my own thing. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, after I went my book up with, with Vegas in a studio with Duchun, we just end up at Duchun. All those things was natural and never pick up a phone to call a man and say, since you have a shine on your career, you want to shine for me, not shine your light for me. Never ever did that. So, you know, and, and as I said, I only ever heard that one subliminal. One time, Assassin went with a thing where he said, Give me the light now, him say, Give me the mic now, him say, Give me the light now, Sean Paul, give me the mic. Like he must say, My turn now. <laughs> but but I never take it as a disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, I would only see like I only seen those two, you know, um, points. I I never like you could have argued said um my father sent a, a subliminals at me too like they ain't no real Macai there that's the baby boy. I sing a big song named Baby Boy, and I am the real motherfucking Macai. The rampant. But I never take it as him a talk to me. So I never answer him either at the time. I mean, he was an artist building his career and. As I say, it's not in my personality to go at people like that. Um, when I did start this career, I must mention that most of my first time lyrics was all about upliftment um, and the problems I saw in this society. Um, and a lot of the, the most of the the the, um, the producers will look for me and say, "Bro, play money a pitch for me." Yeah, well, money, man. I mean, I brush it off. See, see that for your chest. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, so um, where else? Artists, um, you never diss them, you never. Yeah, and I, I never, I never feel the need for say, you know. Yo, this I go prove me. I go, I go and go through the long route. I never say Bob Marley have to clash with them owner people. I never say even when there was problems in the whalers, I never hear them really doing songs against each other. And clash culture is a big part of this co- country and culture. You know, but but um, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see myself fitting there. You know I, what I mean? I notice even the examples that you use, and I interview many artists, and they don't use the examples that you're using, who are excellent people. Um, is it that you, as always, had the the brain that you want to? Be bu- as big as a Bob Marley, as big as no. I just see they, they set they set a trend, and I didn't want to disrespect the, tre- the 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 musical excellence that they come and lay. I'm walking on their road that they pave. That that's it. Babylon by bus is a real thing. The man tour by bus. You know some cool weather. Whole of the United States. I mean, you know, with don't them but them them bus they never pretty weather. Bed on them something there. And the AC. Nah, it was like when sun come up and you still have the sun a beating on your forehead. You know what I'm saying? So, the the, the I I don't want to come into this music and I never ever wanted to say I am the be all and end all of this business. I'm not. I know that I'm a man. I'm a monument. I'm not the man of the moment. Right. Mm. Right. And that's how I always see myself. And so, even when those people like. You know, as a younger person, I would start showing one or two people the lyrics and man, them look for me like, yeah, I do. And I just take it in stride. I never try to spit in them face or nothing. I just continue doing what I'm doing because I believe so much in myself and the steps that I had to take. I believe that, you know, it wouldn't be up to our next artist to carry me. It would be up to, you know, my own steps. Uh, what happens when uh, a next artist start carry you and you know, you, you and them start become loggerheads or maybe that person fall and what happened to your career. Like, I never really wanted to, to be associated like that. 
as somebody who needed somebody to step up on never did you know, well you are now i rely on my own <coughs> talent and my own thoughts of who, who, like when we first come in up a goggles like this everybody has say yeah, You scared them on Puffy and me. Yeah, yeah. Um, big pun, don't forget him. Yeah, right? pun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah, 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 wear it. I am used to pattern it off. And, and it's like, them type of style, something where, you know, it's definitely dance all the time doing, but I, I always wanted to have a little different people checking it out in a, in a certain way. You are now mentoring young artists. Yeah. Ching Ching mm. just launched his album. Mm. Turning tables to the world. Yeah. How do you position Ching Ching being signed to your label in the same light where you don't want to be under another artist? Like how? That, 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 <coughs> that's that's exactly it. You know, I took all these years and built my um um my my business my my empire. I mean, but how do you advise to Ching Ching? Well, it's just uh, everything that I do like that is a natural thing. I never try to come to somebody, uh, go to an artist and say, let's work on it. I, I, I think we can uh, work. And uh, it always is a friendship at first. It is always something where, you know, you know me and him, we buck up in a studio, we buck up in the street. Um, the first time I met Ching was around by Kappa Shot Studio. And that was in... About 2008, 2009. And um, he was just a dancer at the time, spreading out a carpet and running joke. Within two minutes of meeting him, it's a bag of joking um, that, 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 that I get, you know, a bag of, a bag of laugh. And I said, Who are you? Tell my brother introduced me and said, Ching. And he does, um, you know, you see him take up the mic in you know, the thing. And, and when you hear him, I go, mm. And you know, he might take up the, 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 the Suzy phone. And, do them thing there. Man, I said, oh, Zeno, him. And I be a joke, so I mean, like the vibe. And me and my brother start telling him, say, yo, make you know, make you know, like do some song with all them slang that we are throw around. And I see my look on the ground, daddy, the boy. And I said, think about it, man. And a couple of weeks later, my brother come bring me a tune where he record to him. Says him, mama, say, second tune he ever do. And I was like, wow, mad. So beg him my intro for my album. Beg him the intro. We did do a mixtape after that, mad it up. So um, from from there, as I said, it was a studio link, uh, and that's a natural vibe. And then um, it turned into a few years of me watching him grow as an artist. You know what I mean? Uh, as I, as I explained to you before, sometimes like I, I recorded him in two thousand ten and put. I was about to ask you how long was that? Twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, we, and and it came out about two thousand eleven or twelve. Um, a song with Fambo called Everybody Get Crunk. Um, but I didn't have the time to promote it down here, so I, I've been on tour. You know, going away for two weeks, coming back for three days, going away for two months, coming back for a month. That's how my life has been since 1986. 1996, sorry. Um, I've been touring. That's, that's I've been moving. 22 years. Yeah. Um, you know. And so... There's times where I do have time, like in 2006, I decided to go and play back waterpool and represent Jamaica for a little while. You know, in an invitational meet that they had, I had six weeks and it takes six weeks to train and get fit and get new blood, um, the, the blood cell them turn into more oxygen by six weeks. So you're an athlete? So, yeah, I used to play water polo for Jamaica as a kid, as 
My father and mother used to swim for Jamaica. Um, and I grew up at the stadium pool. I grew up teaching people how to swim at age three and five years old. They would not teaching, but they would say, look, Sean can do it and throw me in it. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I was the same size as the other kids. So, And then by about age 12, 13, I started to represent Jamaica for swimming and water polo and did that till about 24. So now I did class 24, the, the career, the kick off and, you know, and then in um, 2000, when it was um, 2006, that was a big year for me. I had the number one song in the world, temperature, but I had six weeks and I know say that six weeks I was going to be able to get fit and I trained with the team and we had the invitational and um, our team, my, it was the oldest team that I put together, me and some high school regions and thing. I will come second. Um, a team from Germany came down and Lithuania or Hungary or something like that. But yeah, I don't even know why we had to, how we no, get back. No, I was telling them what we had. But it's good. I want to know if being an <laughs> athlete and that training, also you bring that discipline to your music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with, with anybody who's an athlete and go through that amount of training, um, morning you are training seven o'clock in six o'clock in the morning for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Lunchtime at school, you got to you 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 eat your food and you do a weight training, is it me? And then after that, by evening, by about five five thirty, I'm gonna swim for two two and a half hour again. I used to play water polo after that sometimes too. Um, so up until nine o'clock at night, and then that's when I leave and go studio. So that discipline, um, you know, you, you people say, oh, Carista games coming up, you wanna make that time. You know, for, for make that time, you have to train, you have to do this amount of training. You have to visualize, you have to see yourself there. Um, all of them things that is something that, that helped me prepare for everything else that I do. Um, especially in music. I mean, you know, I used to stand up in the crowd and look on people and sing up on the stage and say, yo, next year that's me, next year. And it took seven years before I even was considered to be somebody that would, that would, um, be, would be able to grace that stage <coughs> so it's a long-term thing it's a longevity thing how how you manage <coughs> how you manage to 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 be sean paul from 96 <laughs> to today day. you don't change your name by the way which is quite unusual in a dancer yeah bunty killer was bunty hunter being a man no, went man, through bunty hunter is a different brother don't, don't tell the people that. no bunty killer start bunty killer start out as bunty hunter didn't he? Yeah, Bunty Hunter, you sure about that? Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's a next brother, man. Okay. From his mother's name, sir. Yeah, no, a true yata. A true yata. Early, early, Sorry. early killer. Sorry to the people watching. Sorry. <laughs> so, so it was thing. Bunty Hunter, then him a Bunty Killer, then him a Killer. Then, you know, different name, but you were Sean Paul, and you remain at the top of the game at the different stages. Remember, how that, you do that? Remember, say, a lot of people in this business get the break when they was very young. I told you my first time I started it's twenty four year old. So that was late in dance hall with us. Late. By that time, I mean I'm the same age as as Bujabantan so to and them Monday. And by they were seventeen and nineteen year old they were running this country with music. I mean still in a school. I try sort out my head and say, What I really wanna do? I wanna produce, I wanna I'm, I'm like writing them rhymes them and start writing rhyme them and them kind of thing there. I mean, for me, and, and as I said, the discipline is there from the swimming days and 
So for me to stay there, I remember one time, 1998, a virgin coming in a studio and see me. There's a little studio with the van, I did go and buy a waste machine and put it there and I wait. And he come in and say, where are you, bro? And I play a rhythm and I try to develop the lyrics to it. And I say, so I do my thing, you know? And somebody in the studio said to him, say, I think he, he, I think he realizes he's going to blow up soon. And he want to look fit. And I said, yeah, man. But I've always been like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've always been somebody who, like, as a youth, I, I never got on the track team, but I was like, I'm going to train this summer. I'm going to run up and down the yard. I'm going to run up the hill and come back and see if we can make that team there. You know what I mean? So you, 2018 Champa, you do Give Me The Light, which was your breakout single. Run the place with a whole slew of hits. But now it's streaming time. And you were from the era, the, one of the golden, probably the second golden era of music selling, the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Then the 2000s. But now streaming is the new golden era. And you have two videos on YouTube in particular. Um, Rockabye. Mm -hmm. with Clean Bandit and I think it's No Lies that have over 2 billion views yeah. do you understand what I mean? <clears throat> I, 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 in terms of streaming when people talk about I, I don't I'm still watching like record charts and, and things and, and even though a lot of those charts are manipulated um, those are the things I am used to watching so when people say streaming really don't I didn't understand the concept of it in terms of I was like, at first, I was like, so then, I mean, somebody can watch back the video 10 times and say, no, the IP address and yeah. start finding out those things. So I, I, I really haven't been a real computer savvy person. I, 2005 is when I first get my first email address, first computer. People used to cost me. I'm like, call me on the phone if you need me. That's the type of person I still kind of am. Um, you love the personal interaction. Yeah, and, and also, also, I don't do well with, with, with a it's it's I don't do well with reading and there's little I don't I don't do well like that. So Levi will so have read <laughs> Yeah I mean they must forgot to do a bag of something for me man. Um, All them computer thing there. I so the, the streaming yeah. streaming is really the currency now because now you can have a billion fans in China. Yeah. Which was nearly impossible years ago unless you go over China. Go, go perform and you sell albums directly yeah. um, but you're killing it you and the collaborations that you've you've been doing are killing the streaming market because yeah. you're borrowing fans they're borrowing your fans and, and you're making it work how do you suggest other artists get into that from Jamaica because you're one of the few artists from Jamaica yeah. that's making an impact worldwide with it but how, how I look how I look <coughs> at it is that I am an artist who has been through many years of, of taking part in the history of that genre and that country alone. US? And, no, no. Jamaica. Dancehall music. And so, you know, the words that people use to describe, you know, um, those, those things um, enable me to be able to bring people to my genre. I, use, I think as a younger artist, you must build a repertoire. That's what I did. Build a repertoire. Build, build, I mean, so till so people cannot ignore it. Can't ignore what you're doing. You know, alright, this year, all of this is going on, but this kid keeps standing up and he's not in the circle with them. 
um, whether it be he's an outcast or whether it be he's his own decision. That's the type of thing um, for me. So, so, so as a younger artist, I believe build your catalog. You know what I mean? Be who you is. Be your your. See the alkaline of the moon following. Um, massacre. Owner alkaline are getting hundred million views. No, there's something but, special no, but, that you are doing no, that separates you from the rest of them. No, I as you said, I got a golden <laughs> era. I came. I I, I was. Yeah, I but was, Beanie Man was in the golden era. So oh. was Bounty Killer. So was even the Gaza fans. Never really looked on it that way before. I I I looked at it as, um, at the time, I was I was a hot artist that took advantage of my followers, and it wasn't internet and it wasn't. I just paid attention to what they liked from me. So I I started to go to New York a lot and I noticed this beer Spanish people in these clubs, and the promoter tell me, yeah, I got five nights a week, in different clubs. A, a mailing list of over 10,000 Puerto Rican kids, they all love you. DR and Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So I say, I do one of my songs in Spanish, Funky. Mm. I did the whole song in Spanish. And that's uh, 500 million people in the Latin market. Yeah, at the time it wasn't as big as it is, but I heard, you know, in the early 2000s, everybody was like, there's a Latin takeover. There's so much people in America that are Latin and rural. So um, I saw it was inevitable, but at the same time, they had a love for my music. Um, I can't, I, is, I can't tell you what it is. You know, a lot of people used to hear the music and say, um, when them see me, them say, I didn't think how you look like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so that was a shock to them at first, and I just stood up. Um, you know, um, I guess it's similar to to people using shock value now. It, but I, I didn't intend for that. I just love the music. I want to do it from my heart. Um, and, and I never I never really... I think of myself as one of the people. But then when I look at it, I, I do stand up. You know what I mean? How you manage doing all these things and still manage a wife and a family? You have to have a strong wife, man. You have to have, you have, to have somebody who understands your goals and... And your, um, your, 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 your personality at first have to click. You know what I mean? You don't. I'm not saying that you have to be the same person. Me and her is totally different people, but it clicked. It works together. You know what I mean? Um, but but again, she understands the, the goal. She understands that I want to right now produce, and that's why I'm here. You know, I'm not touring right now. I have a young son. I wake up every morning, same time, no matter what time I go home from here. Um, you know, so we come to the studio, we work. Most times I go in home 3.30, 4 in the morning. I'll get up by like say 7, 30, 8. You know what I mean? And, and, and she understands that goal. She understands that vibe. So she support it. You know what I mean? And don't try getting out of the way. And also be the support where where I do need her to be in the way or help, she's there. Enough things she do, man. You have to respect your woman, man. I noticed that you don't move around with security. Why I gotta tell the people that? Now, <laughs> 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 now I wanna know if you you you. There's a perception about Jamaica. Yeah. And you're an international superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel any kind of any kind of threatening environment in Jamaica? 
went through with your home. I went through nineteen eighty election year. May I may not have been in, in a ghetto situation. But I heard shots all around me and I was affected by it because my father was somebody who was very political at the time. Not not being a, a politician but he, he used to make he used to make some runs, you know? In the streets. Yeah, he used to be in the streets. So um you know, I, 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 I saw a lot of violence growing up as a kid, it never met me left here. I saw a lot of poverty growing up as a kid, you know, never met me left here. When when I became um you know who I am today in terms of the, the, the success that I've had. Um, when people say, How come you're still there? I ask them, How come they expect me to move? Because the type of person I am is that I know who, I know the people that that, that, that grow me up. I know um, even, even people who don't know them grow me up. Like as I said, Steely and Cleavy. I still had grow me before I met him. And R.I.P. to Steely, one of the great producers in a dance hall. Um, his, his works in a life, I was checking out, and that grew me to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Why, why, why I want to leave that now? I want to partake in the history of it. I want to, I want to give back to, the, to, to a younger person who might look at me in the same light I was looking at Steely and Shabba and, and, and Supercat. Um, Do you bring that burden on your back, the burden of helping Jamaica and Jamaicans? Um, do you feel an obligation to do some kind of major charity? Yeah, it's not a burden. <coughs> it's not a burden. It's a sense of responsibility. I always tell people that. It's a sense of responsibility. Um, because if I... If I looked at uh, um, one of these same heroes from start and, and see him turn him back on the whole community, I would feel away. And so it, it's, it's just a sense of responsibility. I, it's like, you know, when somebody, you're maybe at school and somebody says, you're a prefect now. You have a sense of responsibility. It is a, it is a power. But it has a sense of responsibility if you have. You have to know that um, a lot is given to you, so a lot must be done in return. Because um, same same scenario, plant have roots, but it's like a bear the fruits. So maybe you come drop on the point where you just accepting the fruits, but never, never um, turn your back on the roots. That's how I see it. That's how I feel. And so, um, growing up here has always been, you know, uh, a sense of why things could have been different to people. I, I, you know, I used to go to little swimming events in the Caribbean, St. Croix. Went to St. Croix, went to Trinidad, went to Barbados. As a kid, I was talking 11-year-old, 12, 13-year-old. And when I see how them live, I said, whoa, Jamaica could have nice on it. You know, it's just, it's, it's the Caribbean same way. I go Miami and say, wow. All them lips Foreign. Say, yeah, all them <laughs> lips are like, wow. I never understand the, you know, the living. And, um, I, I, I always would think to myself, boy, Jamaica could have been even 10 times better because I look how Jamaica sweet. Look how Jamaica nice to be in. Just, just 
was the climate and the you know the, the, the hills and the temperature and how the place stay alone and then the people you know what I mean and if if um if we could figure out how to make each one teach one in a better way so we're all teaching each other you know? um I think that if you teach a better way if you show just by, even by example then then you're doing a great thing and and so me being here I might not have um you know take this one under under my, my belt or, or or start you know roll with so and so and try as you say no I'm doing with Ching it was a natural thing it's not something that I saw as a business wise as it is uh, uh, you know we just uh, we just uh, do us right um, yeah. yeah and the culture will reward you there's another thing I see you do <clears throat> you're one of the only persons that I, I don't know if others did it but you did it publicly you visited Bojibantan two times um, two times he's about to come home yeah it's been 10 years Dancehall change, reggae change, new stars, new mm. energy. Um, he had his misfortunes, and he's required or he's obligated, at least from himself, <laughs> to reintegrate himself back into dancehall and and reggae music. One, how will you help him to reintegrate and and reestablish Gargamel? And two, you think him can go back to the top? Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's what I love about this culture. You're able to prove yourself. Look on Toots animated. Look how look Toots still approve himself like he's touring. Touring every year. After the hits he has. And after new works that he might have done that Jamaica probably don't even pay attention to. Simple fact is we have a lot of musicians and songs and sometimes certain things may fall on the wayside where you the attention span of that generation may miss. But I have total faith in people like 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 Gargamel, like Bujo. I don't think you have to re-establish anything. Um, he's a legend. He's an icon. Those words are used when calling his name. Um, you know, before when it, when this is a slip up, or this is a mess up, as you say, or a mishap. Before there was another mishap, a big one, in his career, which for one song that him sing. But he rose above that and has had a career ever since has been the icon that he is I, I find that uh, while I do like the culture I find that a lot of people in our culture are very judgmental when they never did it themselves those people writing on the blogs they never did half of not even not even a, not even a toenail of what Bojo Bantan do they could do they could achieve so they can go on and be a critic but it's up to him to know now. That that's the unfortunate thing about negative vibes and negative criticism. Um, if you don't have that thick skin, you will start paying attention to what they see and see yourself from their eyes. I just don't think that is going to be Bujabantan though, bro. Bujabantan never see nobody from their eyes. He is Bujabantan. He knows everything that has happened to him in his life. Mark Myri. And he knows the struggles he got through. And he knows um, the strength that he has become now. Each time you go through something, 
strength you are getting. That's what training is, and that's what life is. You train. You training to get to a certain, a certain goal. Life is the same thing. You have goals. You have you have to, you have to kind of put it into perspective at times. You know what I mean? With everything what you want to do, your brain tell you what to do. So if your brain say, I want to pick up this glass here, so you tell your hand to do it. But there's things that your brain can do. It's not going to, it's going to be 10 years from now, though. You must keep your mind on that. And I think Bujimbantan has, has done it, has been doing it. I mean, I checked him two times, one in the early part of his incarceration and one just last year, November, I think it was, or a little before. Um, and you know, he actually told me if anybody asks, tell them, we're good. Tell them I train two times a day. Him training in there two times a day. He eat mostly vegetarian. He eat vegetarian. Yeah, him, you know. <coughs> I mean, I mean, look, nobody, can nobody look healthy, seen any pictures of him? He looks strong. You know, you could green see him like the eye. Don't Zani. <laughs> but 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 yeah, but I mean, it's Bujo. You know what I mean, and. Uh, one thing about this this modern day social life you know already everybody likes to put up their best days or their best times and they don't put up the worst times or if they do they're looking sympathy for it um, mm -hmm. yeah I, I, I don't think that him need to pay attention to any of those people that that's that would say anything bad about it. They are, they can't write one song as 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 potent and prolific as he can. The song named Murderer still is a big song that's twenty Destiny. years ago. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Talk about songwriting. Yeah. So you, you you write your songs, right? Yeah. 90%. All of them. Yeah, in the early years all of them. Ninety percent of my songs. Now you have like get busy temperature. Um me and my brother usually kinda of power and write songs. Um, he wrote the, the hook for, for Get Busy. Um, a lot of people don't know that. He also wrote things like, um, what's the song name? Uh, what's I supposed to be about, baby? Can't free up your vibe and stuff. Mm -hmm. Me and um, Luke and Chef. Luke and Chef. He wrote that. And, ma and many other works. Uh, um, but then he was my first writing partner, so to speak, as just somebody I'd bounce things off of. And then about 2010 was where. I started to do works with other people, like um, the song Got To Love You. That hook is not written by me. Um, hook is written by Ryan Tedder. That's a collaborative effort, and I reached a point in the career where I've been known now since 2001 internationally, known in Jamaica since about 1996 locally as an entertainer or somebody who is a recording artist. And so 2010, I was like, boy, I'm have changed up now. And that's you know people say I reinvented myself. I don't didn't really reinvent myself. Never liked the braids no more. And I shaved off my hair and got a mohawk. And I started writing songs more with other people's influence on the hooks. Um, because again I get back to the point where I don't think I'm the be all and end all of this music industry. I t still think in 2018 I have a lot to learn from even young kids. You learn every day, bro. So you must never tell yourself that. You are the be all and end all, and, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So, a, a lot of artists that came before it, Patti LaBelle, she didn't write her music, uh, most of it, so she didn't get the, the, 
monetary value in terms of royalties and stuff. Mm. Like R.E.S.P.C.T. was written by Otis Redding. Yeah. Her biggest song. Also, she didn't tour a lot in her old age. That was Patti LaBello. Not Patti LaBello. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Sorry. Aretha Franklin. She didn't tour a lot in her, her latter year, years. Yeah. Now you have the energy now, you're touring, uh, but you have a record deal, right? Mm-hmm. Would you advise young artists to go the record deal route and not write their songs? Or you advise them to go the independent route, own their masters, um, don't go the record deal? For the purposes of that pensionable years where you, you need to have some level of ownership. Everybody has their own <coughs> give and take. Everybody has their own give and take, what they can give or what they can take in life. Um, that's where you see yourself, you know what I mean? Um, when I took a deal, I remember some artists took a deal with Dream Sleeves one time for in publishing. And it was a nice little money, but I was like, I'm going to wait. Have me build up my, my, my song catalog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand out to these people. And I went and say, yo. And I did, and, and I waited and I got way more money. I'm talking, he got a couple thousand, and I got a million. This is years after, about five, six years after. Didn't sign a publishing deal for a few years after after that dude. But that was what he could have taken at the time, or he could have given at the time. He wanted that couple grand. With me now, um, it's not that I didn't want the couple grand. I just thought that I'm okay now. I don't really need that. I don't really need to run down the car or the chain or whatever. I just keep working and do what I'm doing. If you know, this is the first couple of year, first 10 year or 12 year of my career. I never had no chain, no jewelry. I'm the same youth. You know what I mean? Um, the car thing, I, I've, I've, in my whole career, I've, I've owned two cars, two vehicles. You mean after Rockaby? The two billion, you still are. <laughs> Yo, after temperature. <laughs> yeah, after giving the light, after. Yeah, two vehicles. I mean. So what? To what? each his own, to each his own, bro. But I, I just, that's the way I am. And so when I, when I, when I look at, at it, it is, it is what you can take, it is what you can take now or what you can give now. And art reflects life, so so art is supposed to be about many different things. So you can be that artist that you know. Well, I just want to sing like Rihanna. Other people write her songs. The record deal, but she's living a good life. She's able to feed her family, she buy her mother house. Her. There's other people who I know who can sing them, sing, sing her hat off them, Rihanna. But they would rather sing them Bachu, and and that's it. Or they would rather. You know, do a do a, a thing where it's an independent deal, and you know, I always encourage people do what they want. There's no one way to follow. There's no one way. There's no one route. You know what I'm saying? What's next for Sean Paul? Well, I'm producing now, as you as you as you as you heard, and I I, I just dropped Ching album. Um, I, I dropped an EP for my own self for Sean Paul, the artist, about two months before that. Um, you produce it? No, that one is that one is more collaborative efforts. Um, my brother had a lot to do with the production. Who's your brother? You keep zigzagging from Kapashat Sound Systems. Okay, I started that sound when they were about thirteen year old, and 
Kappa Shan is here tonight, but my brother, um, not so much involved at this moment. Yeah. Um, in, in, in music, so to speak. But he was involved in making, like, perfecting the rhythm, such as Mad Love. I mean, David Guetta, who I work with him, for sure, is a crazy name, amazing name. But that's where you're coming, like, when, when somebody with the big name coming or the record label with the big thing coming, you still must have your integrity or your, you still must have your say in the project. I believe, yeah, I, I don't have a million in it, you know what I'm saying? I don't have somebody else write the song, somebody else do the rhythm, me just come out there and then the record goes, the record goes stuck by me and I have to run away. I mean, I mean, I'm, but that was their deal, maybe they thought that was the best thing for them. Mm. You know, uh, and whoever gave them the deal is also well, obviously, them don't questionable person. Yeah, no, I mean, you have whole heap of artists out there, a lot of producers right now. For years, so them a big producer, them can't be nothing in the international music game. They, they, but what they are very excellent at is maybe they can program a little thing. I'm not saying I'm the best producer, neither. I can program a little thing. I need Kapashan and news with around here to help me check out the rhythm, make it sound different. I need those things so it's a co-production thing. I'm branded properly. Yeah, yeah. But no, for them producer there and someone else has them, no thing for themselves. They must ghostwriter or them producer they they're good at just saying, you know, so this guy match with this. Yo, may I bring the two on together? An executive producer thing. That's a job. That's a that I mean that's that's what Shugnight has been. She's Shugnight is a producer. And, and a record executive, but Sugar is many things. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm just saying. I mean, at his at his height of his career in the in the nineties, when mm -hmm. Gangster Rapper run the place, he was not producing those tracks. He was executive producing things. That's that's what that 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 entity exists. You can do that. You know? So yeah. Do you want the Sean Paul Museum when all is said and done? Do you when, want when all, all is said and done? I'm not going to so I'm not going to be But when all is said, now it's done. <laughs> well, um, what, what's your legacy? What do you want? To music, music, music. I want my songs to live in the hearts of people uh, and and for them to remember the time. You know, you know when I approach a rhythm or, 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 a, or a song and I'm writing, I actually remember the first time, the first summers, I used to actually go out and kiss up girl. And them, them push up against me, I'm a rental, and them, them push me up against wall. To tell them what rental, because different demographic. Rental tile, when you and the girl have one tile, man. One tile on the dance, and you just say up close and personal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and those are, those. that's the type of thing I put, the, the energy I put into my music. I remember wanting to go out on the Friday night, them on a the Saturday. You being still in school and say, yeah, we can, you know, weekend, I go see about the girl there. And, and that energy, I am, I am a person that is able to capture it. I can recall it every time in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. And that's why when somebody bring me a rhythm sometimes, I don't feel it. I don't feel that energy there. I'm not, I don't do it. I have people might get vexed with me and say, boy, or, or, or tell me something, miss a big project and I can't only do what I can do. But God been gracing me with a lot of great things over the years. Mm -hmm. As you say, I'm streaming now. That's great. I don't know really. I don't know really what, 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 like, 
It's going to make you tell. richer. Yeah, but no, that part, I understand, but I, I can't <laughs> tell somebody how to stream like myself. I can't do it. it. It's not something that you tell, right? No. So, so I have a show, World Music Views, that I, I put on TVJ, but I also do it in Nottingham, England, and I do it on the podcast as well. What I do is I find the top streamers through the algorithms of, of all the, the streaming platforms, right? Yeah. Now, streaming... Every song you upload has an IRC code, so it counts towards every view. Instagram will now also add that. So if, so if somebody uploads a Sean Paul song mm. on them story, it counts. In, Instagram breaking deals with a record label. Mm. Now, this is why it's important for independent acts to get on board, because you can build your fan base. I can tell you where your fans are before you go on tour, tell you how, how often they listen to which song in New York, so that you know which song is your biggest song in New York before you even leave, and Dubai. And, and I wherever. understand that that <coughs> point of, of, of knowing the demographic, but if you are an artist and you're concerned about Instagram more than your own music, how your music sound, mm-hmm. you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's a problem. Yeah. The Soldier Boy syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch what nobody I say I do or talk about me already on on Instagram. One or two times I do get me up. I might read something and I've been having like a bad year. Which uh, unbeknownst to people, people like myself do that. And and you know, it piss me off I mean probably say a thing or two, but I generally try to don't get involved in that because as I said, most of them critics there and people they never them them can't write a piece on my tone here. Time wasted. Yeah, them can't step from none of them truly. My last question is yeah. who inspired you, young or old? Which young artist? Which old artists? Um, you tell me a couple old ones already, but yeah. tell me about the young ones. Younger people inspire me. Shayna. I think he's a brilliant writer. Um, I think he doesn't get... Um, right now he's getting a shine. Um, but over the years he's been a brilliant writer. Since 2006 is the first time I heard him. Um, with Thunder Roll and Lightning Clap and, and the same applause rhythm where temperature went big on. Yeah, I remember that and, song. And I, yeah, yeah. And I just thought he was a, you know, he's a 17 year old kid at the time where I remember how old he was in school, you know what I mean? And I thought, I, how it inspired me was like, boy, imagine being in school and you have that song there. <laughs> no, sir. Be so, a girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even that, just, just the power, just, the, just the, the powers, you know what I mean? And so. Marshall gave me a story like that. Um, last, we good? We good? Um, he said he knew Bounty Killer because he used to get the songs yeah. before Killer Boss mm-hmm. from Jamming. Jamming, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It has a, it's a power that used to happen in schools. Yeah, man. When they can DJ. Yeah, so, Shayna, who else? Um, Shayna, I, I like what Massacre do. Alright. Um, who else we can say? Yeah, yeah the, the podcast is called Top Form Podcast. Okay. Massacre was Sound yeah, I still I still love Shensia. Yeah. I think she put out a lot of quality work where sometimes it, it I get overlooked. Like so today I see a post and see people are big of food celebrity and 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 Steph London. I love Steph London, I have two songs with her. Also rich food celebrity for but don't leave out Chensia. To me she's you know, she she's somebody young in the game where and I say young in the game, it's only a few years she's been here. She have cool for song been constantly on tour people like our vibe you know what i mean so 
she's partaking in the issue much more than some of them critics are. So, and she used YouTube. She she told me on yeah. this podcast that yeah, YouTube is what she used. Yeah, convert. man, I'm posting on them thing now. You know, see when yeah. Ramesh come around and say, hey, the mother shine the camera around me. <laughs> yeah, funny, I'm blow you up. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but that's what she and her camp do. Like, I, yeah. I'm not used to it. But even Ching do it more than me. Ching post everywhere. Like, sometimes, walk into a hotel and see the decor. And, see, and as me, I go about to say, yo, this body, when I look, Ching, they find, yeah. <laughs> and I show the people them. But I just don't orient like that, you yeah. know. I'm not saying nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you grow it. You know, I, yeah, I, I want to appreciate it, it mm-hmm. different from mm-hmm. my personal self. I don't want to live it. Nah, this is basket. shared culture. This is shared culture. Yeah, I mean, and you're it. being shared, and that's the only way you could reach I two get billion. It. I'm gonna love that. Yeah. I, I just not personally like that, and I will share when when I'm ready. But I'm personally not like I, that. I just want to get this in before we wrap up. Yeah. Hood Celebrity was just signed to Epic Records. Yeah. As a dancehall act. And we have a bunch of people in Jamaica right now running the place. Alkaline, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rising King, even Popcorn, mm. um, bunch of people. Do you think Jamaicans are being overlooked who live in Jamaica with the record labels? I just think, I just think, uh, and even Korean now, he's from, from um, Jamaica, Queens. but live in Queens, Queens. and yeah, um, things like that. I, I think that, that has been done for a long time. Look at Mad Lion. I don't even know if Mad Lion is, is a Jamaican heritage person. But he got a record deal and he was saying, how oh, many DJ are not enough time and that's dance that he must he must fit in. You know what I mean? Um so it's been happening for for years. I mean I'm big up to the people who get signed and do it. It just means that our genre is huge and that those people that look into it, look how much people here are look for Chantia to try to sign her, but she signed and she's doing her thing and, and or maybe she's not ready to sign uh with maybe they haven't offered her the, what she wanted mm-hmm. uh, so i mean big up to her celebrity she has achieved a lot uh and you can't you can't say to somebody because you never uh, you, you're not because you're not here partaking in it she over there doing her thing the music has reached to over there and she is there partaking in it doing it so she make history right so she leave here when she's 12 year old but but the, well, will she? W- we see that. The I can't tell you if will she bust her uh, or not, or will she work or not. I can't tell you that she have a fire in her, and whoever saw that them signing, and it's, that's that's all that you can really do. Um, he see a fire in a ching. I'm searching to help you out. Um, it was at a point where there was so much critics even pouring water on ching, and trying to out him fire. I'm say you know what. Um, Bro, after all them years, when me encourage you to do it, and you do it, and now you do it to a level where, the, where people are look for you and people really want to do you that, alright, forward. Let me and you work. We do a tune and it grow from there organically till it is what it is right now, and it's on my label. Ring! Yeah, man, the chainsaw, man. <laughs> Sean Paul. Yes, bro. What a conversation, bro. Respect. Yeah, we're Respect, such enough points. Big up. Yeah. yeah, big up, big up. Top big up. form. Tell them about Top Farm. Hey, yo, this is Sean Paul, and you are checking out Top Farm Podcast with J.R. Watkins. You know the thing go? Just stick around. Keep it locked. Guys, before you go, if you're yet to get my books, Coloring Culture and J.R.'s Hope, go, go to Amazon right now. Just go log off after you've through listening to this. Go to Amazon 
and search for Donovan Watkins' Coloring Culture, a kaleidoscopic anthology of essays, or JR's Hope, Thoughts on Improving from Up the Street. Those books are guaranteed to help you to tackle life circumstances and see that, hey, we are progressing and the way to be happy, to be truly happy, is to make progress and to grow. Go get those books right now. Thank you so much. This is the Top Form Podcast. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Jarrah Watkins.